0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. I'd like to encourage you in some areas, just um, how God stirs me up at times. You know, as, as Americans, I don't believe many times we're grateful for the things we've got. And we're so blessed, so blessed, so blessed. And so periodically, I'll go to the orphanage down in Juarez with with my wife and so I left Sunday to go down there after church and man God will just move he'll he'll move and he'll he'll break up a hardness of my heart he'll he'll make me become very very appreciative when I got up Tuesday morning and I had a hot shower here in Lubbock I became very appreciative when I was there where I was at there was no hot water and so little things like that But one day at lunch, I came into their little cafeteria and there were four little, little bitty guys, all about two. And of course, when I go in there and I see them, I always ask, are these truly orphans? How'd they get here? And so I begin to ask one of the interpreters with with me, tell me about this one, this one, this one. Every one of them were orphans, that they were dropped off, that their parents no longer wanted them. And there was one little girl, and you Hispanics will have to forgive me, but I'll say her name is April. They pronounced it another way. <laughs> I didn't. I got too much American and gringo in me. And so I, I just became so moved. She was so precious. And that day, they, they had a little bit of rice. And they had a little bit of meat, mostly just a little cheese. And she was a little lefty. And she began to eat, and I, she ate, and she ate, and I, I couldn't believe how much her little body could eat. And, of course, they know about as much English as I do Spanish. And so I could talk to them, and they just sit there and look at me. And so I, I became concerned because they were eating all this rice, and I went in there and I said, they don't have anything to drink. And so they get them something to drink. Well, when I come back in there, they filled her plate up the second time. And I got so blessed watching them eat because there they were eating and and two of these little girls had little specks of rice all over their face. And they just so enjoyed it. I come back 15 minutes later and her little head is on the table asleep just like this. And her face is still covered with all her rice. And I say that to tell you it moves me. It, it moves my heart. And I think that's important that we get in position in our life where if you're never grateful for the things God's given you, take a trip down to the orphanage and it'll yank the American out of you real quick. And so it was a blessing. I will tell you, there's many of you who go down there all the time or periodically through the year. It's well with them. It is well with Miss Josefina. She's getting older, but she's doing good. And so pray for them. They had a hard winter too. They've had a lot of snow. And so they, they covet our prayers. But just a side note there, just become appreciative and grateful. All right, that didn't have nothing to do with tonight per se, but we'll keep going. Turn to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Now, we've been talking a little bit here about spiritual laws. But laws, whether spiritually or in the natural here, they really govern just about everything we do in our life. And nothing's by accident. There's things that, that God has put into motion that they'll never end. When He said His words forever settled in heaven, you can go to bank on those biblical principles or biblical laws. Now the way that the Word of God is activated is when me and you obey the Word, and then we put the Word into action even by our faith. That's why the Bible's very clear in Hebrews eleven six it says without faith it's impossible to please him. It's impossible. And so, again, one of the greatest things we can learn as believers is faith. And what faith is, again, is trusting the Word of God, where I begin to believe what God's Word says, and I say, okay, Father God, if you said it, then then I'm going to believe it. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to live by it. Now, we begin tonight in Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now, 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 No condemnation. The word condemnation literally means a feeling of guilt to those who are in Christ Jesus. So when I get born again, I give Jesus my heart. He said, there is therefore now. Not when I get to heaven. Right now, right here on earth. The very moment that I give my heart to Jesus, I don't have to live under that condemnation and where condemnation comes is from our, our mess-ups. The things we've done in our lives, and we look and we think, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry of those things. But yet, in a sense, we try to earn everything from God. But right here, he said, uh-uh, huh, you don't have to earn it. When you give your heart to Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation to any one of us. We're sons and daughters of God. He goes on to say this who do not walk according to their flesh, but they walk according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, just in that verse alone, he talks about two laws that are in operation. The law of sin and death and the law of the Spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus. Now, the law of life, which is in Christ Jesus, it supersedes the law of sin and death. And when you get born again, understand this right now, things begin to change spiritually. They might not change outwardly immediately. In other words, when you get born again, it's not going to look like your physical appearance is going to change. I wish it would. Man, I get born again every year, the first of the year, and lose all the weight and get all my hair back, and man, it'd be a happy day. But when you get born again, He comes on the inside of you. And He begins to change your heart. And He begins to change the way you live. He begins to change the way you act because it's part of being in the covenant with the law of life in Christ Jesus. So Jesus comes into my heart and He starts living through me. And before long, there starts becoming a change in even my behavior and my actions. And the way I talk and the way I do things. See, oftentimes when you see people the way they are serving Christ Jesus you have the sense they've always been that way. Most haven't. There's a few I know that have served God their whole life. Just that's all they've ever known. My sister-in-law, she's that way. Now, the way you see me to this day, this isn't how I used to be, okay? I used to be a really, really good sinner. Really good. (laughs) Not proud of it at all. But when Jesus came into my heart, something began to change. And so when we read right here, that the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, he had said he he made me free. Now that word made me free there, it means to, liber, uh, to liberate. It means to acquit. It means to deliver. It is a word used exclusively for Jesus setting believers free from that old past, that old nature. And so the way I begin to live this is I get born again and then I begin to believe. I thank you, Lord Jesus, you've set me free. You've set me free from that old law of of sin and death. Now, it will only work as I put it into action. You may ask, okay, pastor, how do we put this stuff into action? In Romans 10, verse 13, it says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How do you call on the name of the Lord? Right here with your mouth. You say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. So part of the process is I start calling. I start speaking. I start saying about myself the very things that God says about me. And that's a spiritual law. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you're speaking is death or life. That is a spiritual law. And so when I read Romans 10, 13, it says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There are many people today, tomorrow, this week, next week, they'll die and go to hell. You know why? They don't put the word of God into action. They don't call on the name of the Lord. And so with the things of the kingdom of God, whatever it is, part of the process is I read what the Bible said, And then I start saying it over myself and over my life. Let me give you a verse for that. And it's a good one to memorize. And it's a good one to get in your life. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Lord said to Joshua, he said, This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, he's telling Joshua, he said, Listen, dude, to make it with what I'm calling you, you're going to have to speak the word. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And you'll meditate on the word therein day and night. And as I meditate on the word, the word meditate literally means to recite it. Not only recite it in my mind, but to recite it in my mouth. And he said, then it will cause you to do the word, obey the word. And the last part of, of Joshua eight it says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So what was the ingredients for prosperity and good success? i got to get a hold of the Word of God. And i got to begin to voice the Word of God. Now, turn a couple pages there to the book of Mark, chapter 11. Mark, chapter 11. And I, I just want to read this one verse here tonight. Many of you will know right where I'm going. Mark eleven twenty three, 23, and right next door is Mark eleven twenty four. 24. But there's so much power in calling on the things of the Lord. There's so much power in me voicing it in voicing it in voicing it in voicing it. Whatever it is in my life, find scripture and then begin to voice it. I mean, oftentimes uh, I, we, we say as human beings, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Philippians 4.13 says, I can. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So whatever that difficulty in your life that has handicapped you, where you've begun to say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't care if it's school, college. Begin to speak that over yourself and say, I can do that. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So again, I'm beginning to program the way I think and I'm beginning to program what I speak in line with the Word of God. Mark 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Now, Jesus just doesn't throw that out there and says, boys, figure it out. In verse 23, he's going to literally tell me how I put the God kind of faith into action, how I put my faith to work. Now watch. For surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, the mountain is always representative of a hindrance or an obstacle in my life. So whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now it's interesting right here. On three different occasions on that verse, Jesus talked about my saying. What am I saying to the mountain? What am I calling to the mountain? And then he said, then I must believe those things I say. Well, my believing becomes based on the word of God. Because in the natural to do this stuff, it's not going to make any sense to you. But again, this is a spiritual law. And when I get a hold of this spiritual law and understand Jesus has said, there's power. There's power in your words. Matthew twelve thirty four says, Out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth speaks. What does that mean? Whatever I put in my heart is going to ultimately come out of my mouth. That's why I encourage you, overdose on the Word of God. Get the Word of God. If you fill your day with watching every MASH rerun, that's what's going to come out. You may know a lot about Hawkeye and, and, and those guys, but it don't want do you a bit of good in this thing called life. And what I'm telling us, many, many times, we spend 30, 60, 2, 3, 4 hours watching TV a day. And I'm, t- I'm not against TV, but again, i got to put these things into my heart and then begin to speak them out of my mouth. A spiritual law. Now, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54. And and as you're turning there, let me give you another analogy that may help you a little bit in this. A farmer can intend to have a, a great crop, but if he never plants a seed, he'll never have a harvest. See, oftentimes it's the same way in the kingdom of God. I've got to get seed. I've got to get seed into my heart. The Word of God. And then I start speaking it. I keep speaking and I keep speaking it. I keep speaking it. There's things I've spoken in my life now for 35 years. And not all of them have come to pass. And you want a lot of people to say, well, I guess God doesn't want you to have that. No, that's not necessarily what that means. You know what necessarily means? A lot of times, God's saying, you're not mature enough yet to handle it. And many times, well, God just doesn't want me to have... You know, how many of us in this room... Here's a good point right here for you. How many of us in this room right now tonight, if we won the Powerball lottery, would it cause you to backslide? Think about that. Most human beings, it would cause them to backslide. And in stuff like that, I tell you, it could wreck your life. And again, people would say, well, God just doesn't want me to have it. No, God loves you so much that he doesn't want you to get in that ditch if you can't handle it. And many times in my life, that's what the Lord said. You're not ready for that. You're not ready for that. And so as human beings, we pout and we complain. Get to see to the the Word of God in there. Get to see to the Word of God. In uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Through faith and patience we inherit. Through faith and patience we inherit. Now watch what this happens here in Isaiah 54, verse 10. For as the rain comes down, And the snow from heaven. And they do not return there. So he's saying. As you see the rain and the snow fall the earth. They come to earth. But they don't return and go back to heaven. So what do they do? But they water the earth. And make it bring forth. And it makes it bud. That it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. Now Jesus in Luke 8. He described the word of God as seed. And all the increase in our life comes by the Word of God, by that seed of the Word of God. And when received, God's Word or God's promises will never be barren, never. The the power in His Word will always fulfill the promise of His Word. Now watch what he says here in verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Now, this is what Father God's saying. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. So, what will happen to the word that has gone forth out of God's mouth? It, the word of God, shall not return to me void or empty. But it, the word of God, shall accomplish what I please. And it, the word of God, shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So, God's promises right here are, the, are in his word are as sure as a fulfillment is the fact what the the rain and the snow will do here on the earth. When it rains and it snows on the earth, the farmers get excited. That's the way it ought to be with me and you. And again, I highlight right here what Father God said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. If you were to go back into Genesis chapter 1, On 10 different occasions, it will say, and God said, and God said, in the beginning was the earth, and the earth was without all these things, and then he said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So once again, Father God is telling me and you, this is what he did to create the world. And in Genesis 1, he said, we're created in his likeness and his image. And so if God spoke the word out of his mouth and it wouldn't return void, what happens when I begin to speak the word? It's not going to return void. I just keep speaking the word and I keep speaking the word and I keep speaking the word. And because the word, the word is in just like the, the rain and the snow. It will water. It will water. And when things get they there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be victory. Turn with me to Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 29. Again, I'm just telling you tonight some kingdom principles. That it's very important that we get these in our heart. And we keep them in our heart. You know the Bible is very clear that the word of God will endure forever. It'll endure forever. It will never change. Ever. So it's got God's approval on it. It's got God's stamp on there. Deuteronomy 29. Now, I want you to read this with me here. This is just one verse. Verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. There may be certain things that God knows that are secret to Him that we may never know until we get to heaven. But those things which are revealed, uncovered, or opened, They belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do or obey all the words or the terms of this law. And so he tells me right here, the things that are revealed, we become accountable for what's revealed to us. How do I know what's revealed to me? Right here in the Bible. I mean, if it's written right here, it's revealed to me. And so, I'm going to be held accountable for these things that are revealed to me, but not for the secret things. And the very things that God revealed to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, He'll still reveal them to me and you. And the same blessings they experienced, me and you can still experience them. But I can't limit God because what the world says. So the problem with the things that the world says is there's a crazy devil that's on the loose. And the things of this world, man's systems and man's methods, I don't know if you've noticed, but they oppose the Word of God. They go against the Word of God. And they'll continue to go against the Word of God because they always leave God out of the equation the things of the world, man says, I can accomplish them. I'm smart. Man says, I can do this because I got money. But if you read the Bible, everything's dependent on God. Everything's dependent on the Word of God, that we live by His Word, and then He begins to change the way I do things. Now, go, go with me to First Corinthians 2. I got you going all over the place. What I'm saying here, even right now, is the world's information is going to oppose God's information. 1 Corinthians 2 is where we're going. And so the key is this. I've got to start getting in the word and I purpose in my heart. I'm going to live by the word of God. I'm going to in every area of my life. And it becomes challenging in a good way. It becomes very challenging. So we look at this here in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. But the natural man. But the natural man. He does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? For the things of the Spirit of God, they are foolishness to him. They are folly. They are meaningless. They are nonsense. And so when we talk about the natural man, the natural man is made up of the five senses. I see, I touch, I smell, I feel whatever they are. And that's the only thing that a natural man goes by. You know what a natural man will say? If I can't see it, I won't believe it. But remember the Lord Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, he said to one of his disciples, Thomas, who Thomas said, guys, I'm not going to believe he's raised from the dead unless I put my fingers into his, or my hand in his fingerprints right here. Unless I thrust my hand into his side. And Jesus walked into him, and he rebuked Thomas, and he said, blessed are those Thomas who believe and who haven't seen. And so you know what he's telling me? Just because I'm not dominated by my five physical senses, I don't have to be that way. I can trust the Word of God even above my physical senses. And so he's saying right here, the things of God are going to be foolish to the natural man. Before I was born again, I thought the whole thing of the Bible, the church, everything was foolish. I said, why would people go to church? That's a waste of time. That's foolish. And then I get born again and I can't stay away from the church. Because you know why? The things of God started making a lot more sense to me than the things of the world. Because in the faith of the world, the world always left me empty. Always. I mean, I, I would party like 1999. And the next day, you got to start over you spend all the money. If you think about eating, you can eat the best meal you can find in Lubbock tonight, but guess what? Tomorrow you're going to be hungry. And so it always left me empty. And I remember as 18-year-old, that was dominated by sin, I said one day out of my mouth, there's got to be more to the life I'm living than what I'm living. And you know what? I found it out. And so this is why it says it's foolish or nonsense. But look what he says nor can he know them because they are only spiritually discerned. Now, when he talks about this, the things of God are foolish to the natural man, that's why the apostle Paul said in Romans 12, he said, don't be conformed to this world. Don't let this world mold you and shape you. How do I change that? He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. And so in this passage right here, He's literally talking about three types of man. The natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal man. The natural man is the man, he he has no appreciation for the things of God. That's probably most of us before we were born again, I appreciate the things of God. You know what the spiritual man says? I like the things of God. Jesus said, don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. I like the things of God. I like the word of God. So who's the third man, this carnal man? This carnal man is a man that's given his heart to Jesus. But he lives more for the opinion of man than the things of God. He stays in a baby state his whole life spiritually. He never grows. Because he leans more to the natural and to the spiritual. And so I've got to get a hold of spiritual laws. For myself to grow and the things of God to grow in my life. So daily, get in the work. Get in the Word. I don't care how long it is. Get in the Word and God will get into you. You know, it's so true about what the evangelist Miss Wigglesworth said years ago. He said, as human beings, we feed our, our natural man three hot meals a day and we feed our, our spirit man one cold snack a week and we wonder why we're starving to death spiritually. And so I've got to get in there and I've got to feed the Word and then begin to speak the Word. Begin to sing these songs. You know, most of the songs our praise and worship team... Those are, those are scripture. Those are biblical. That's how a lot of times I would learn scripture by singing them. Begin to sing the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Keep speaking the word. Now I got one more, one more verse for you here. James chapter 1. Way back there in the back. Right after Hebrews, James 1. You know the law of gravity is no respecter of person. Man's age doesn't, doesn't cause the law of gravity to work. And I don't care who you are. We go up here on top of this roof tonight. We can take the faith kids, the little ones, and they jump. I'm going to tell you, they're going to splat. We can take all of us older ones here. We can go up on top of the roof. We can jump. And you know what? The law of gravity is going to work. I say that to say this, that the laws of the Spirit of God, they'll work to anybody that connects to them. Anybody. I don't care what your past is. You get born again and you start getting in the word. God will begin to move. And people will begin to say, what happened to you? What happened to you? You'll become very famous in your 30-year class reunion when everybody says, what happened to you? That's what happened to me. I mean, I had girls in high school that they sat by me in our 30-year class. They said, you got to tell me what happened to you. And I said... Jesus, Jesus got into my heart and you're seeing a man that he began to change. And they said, it shocks us that you're a pastor. And I said, it shocks me too. (laughs) It shocks me. But all it is, is falling in love with Jesus and the word of God and saying, Lord, you're going to be priority today. James 1, verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty... And the perfect law of liberty is, is, does not enslave us to bondage or legalism. But the perfect law of liberty is what sets me free. He goes on to say, and he continues in it. He continues in it. He continues in the perfect law of liberty. In other words, this isn't a one-day deal. He continues. He just starts living by the word of God. And it's not a forgetful hearer. He hears the word, but he doesn't forget it. But he is a doer of the word. And this one will be blessed in what he does. When I get a hold of the perfect law of the word of God. That's important. That we start getting a hold of the word. And read it. Study it. Don't forget it. Begin to speak it. Begin to memorize it. Begin to get a hold of it, guys. And God will begin to move. And when you get in predicaments or situations in your life, you know what will come out of you? The Word of God. You put the Word in, the Word will come out. You put garbage in, garbage will come out. Whatever you put into this heart. You know, I'll close with This. Years ago, I was up in Cloudcroft in the middle of winter. It was a Super Bowl Sunday in 1993. And I started seeing the weather reports that it was going to snow. And Shelley's older sister lived there at the time. And so they said, man, just stay. Just stay for part of the day. Let's, let's take the kids tubing and doing all this stuff. Well, I, I sensed the Lord. I sensed it real strong in my heart. Get out of here. Get out of here. And so I overrode it at first. Just said, ah, it'll be all right. As, as the next hour went, it got stronger. Me and I said, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And we didn't. The kids were saying, come on, Dad, let's go tube, let's hang out. And so we did it, and we were sitting there, and I'm, I'm telling you, it's like my heart was beating out of my chest. I, I knew I had disobeyed the Spirit of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. The Spirit of God will bear witness with my spirit. And so I leave that day, and I'm in a big car that's a rear-wheel drive, and it is snowing. I mean snowing like crazy. And I come around this corner, and the car starts sliding. I'm hitting the brakes. I am doing everything I know to do, and that dude is still sliding. I'm grabbing the wheel, grabbing the wheel and everything, and I look up and this little i can still say to this day this little ford escort station wagon is coming right at me actually i'm coming right at her i'm now in her lane and i am pulling the wheel and everything and it's like i see this woman's eyes i can see and she's looking at me like stupid get over and i'm trying and i said get down get down i'm telling my wife i'm going like, to get down and i said in the name of jesus father in the name of jesus and bam I mean, it was a head-on, and we spin out of control and everything. Next thing I know, we're going down this embankment, and out of my mouth that whole time, I'm saying the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. the name. I mean, it's like a Gatling, and I can't say anything in the name of Jesus. And so we finally come to a stop. And I'd hit my head really, really hard on the steering wheel, and I'd kind of looked around like, what is happening? And there's blood all over me, and I look, and it breaks Shelly's arm. My kids are crying, and I realize everybody in my car is all right, and so I think, oh, Lord Jesus, I pray I didn't kill somebody. And I get out, and this older woman who I hit, she's out, and when she sees me, she sees the blood, and she begins to scream. (sighs) And I think, she thinks, I'm about to die, and I was so freaked out because of her. And so, in the situation, I looked, and I went up there, and, and I said, ma'am, are you okay? Can I pray for you? Can I, can I touch the lady in your car? Let me pray. She, she said, she's all right. And I said, let me go back and pray for my kids. And so after it's over, this woman looks at me and she said, everything that came out of your mouth was associated with God. Everything that happened was the name of Jesus. And she said, this spoke to my heart right here. And I'm thinking, I'm glad it spoke to your heart because it all freaked me out. And so again, even in life situations like that, when I mean it is, the word will come out. The word will come out. The word will become come out. And so I encourage, begin to get the word in you. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit FaithChurchLubbock.com.